Hello and welcome to this episode of Things We Use with me, your host as always, Luke Bartlett. This evening, I wanted to talk about what happens when the networks go down. So if you're alive on Monday, you will have found yourself like me at the center of the unrelenting media storm. Many of us were caught between relearning how to use iMessage and digging out our old Twitter passwords. Served with error messages, the world had quickly gotten on to the fact that three of its biggest social channels were down. And I'm talking, of course, about Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp, all three of Mark Zuckerberg's babies. So they were actually out for the count for about six hours in total. And as you can imagine, there was a bit of a mass panic. People wanted to know when they could post their selfies again or find out what the neighbors were having for tea or whatever else it is people do on social media these days. It was quite funny for a while, but yeah, on a more serious note, and according to the BBC, it cost Mr. Zuckerberg somewhere in the region of £4.4 billion at one point as shares took a nosedive. For as much as they are fun, we cannot forget these social channels are also people's livelihoods now in the new digital age, so for many, it's a way of paying the bills. And I'm of course not talking about millionaire influencers that sponge off their followers, you know, relying on outrageously priced merchandise to fly off the online shelves at any given moment in the day or night. But I'm more considering the small businesses that may have already had one of the uh, hardest years of their lives or the hardest two years of their lives through the pandemic and all that that has served up. So yeah, if the networks go down, they lose money and they potentially go down too. So it was a scary time for a lot of people, I imagine. Interestingly, what struck me the most was the social aspect of it. So it was just how lost so many people seemed. We were faced with the horrifying ordeal of face-to-face conversation. And I hope you're sensing my sarcasm here, but still, I recognise for a lot of people, it was literally like losing a crutch. When I met up with friends at the gym, there was this sense of unspoken dread and hopelessness, a kind of, well, what now type of thing. My trainer even joked at the fact that we would actually have to talk to each other in person. But it did make me stop and think, how much is social media affecting our ability to function as social humans beyond it? In 2019, writer and journalist Antonia Case penned an interesting piece for New Philosopher's Being Human issue. Case recalled the time she visited a city calf with a group of children and was met with a deathly quiet, as she put it. She wrote, A familiar scene of loneheads bowed to smartphones, tablets and computers. It makes me ponder what it means to be human when life gets redirected to the online world. What happens when socialising moves online and the offline world becomes little more than a distraction? And I for one believe we have already arrived at that point where face-to-face conversation is no longer our preferred method. We understand how to like and share and comment on a post and that seems to be enough for us for now. But is it really enough? Face-to-face and online communication differ in style but also in reward. It's been well documented that we receive tiny dopamine hits when we get a little ding or notification, especially if that's a like on a selfie. It's ego boosting and occurs arguably more frequently than it would do in a face-to-face conversation. And I think that's because the aims of both forms of communication are so different. Using these online social channels like Instagram, for example, the point is to like and reward people for their posts, where in a face-to-face conversation, it could be about anything and it's not necessarily geared towards delivering a direct reward or compliment. So if we think along those lines, of course, face-to-face conversation isn't as appealing. We've learned that through social media, we should be rewarded for most of everything we say or do, when in reality, conversation isn't really about that. Not all the time, anyway. So for me, it was no surprise 
that people were feeling a little bit lost without social media. It's become our main way of communicating and for more reasons than the one I've just outlined. We can't, of course, forget the convenience, the speed or any other of its perks. Social media is a great tool. What did you think of the outage anyway? How did it affect you? Did it affect you at all? Was it a long and boring six hours or were you happy to reconnect with friends face to face and take some time away from social media? Let me know. Drop me a line at thingsandwhite at gmail.com. It really would be great to hear from you. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in and listening. It really does mean the world to me and I will catch you in the next one. <laughs>